Hello, and welcome to Die Bundesliga Show. We're back after a week break due to the international fixtures, uh, which was fun. I'm sure. Is it just us, or is it the same thing in Germany where they just hate international football, or is it just oh, English? We terribly hate it, um, especially okay, because you. Joachim Löw just has I don't know. The matches from the national team are awful. They're like players who shouldn't ever play there. So it's, like, it's global then. It's everybody. Mate, what are you on about? Neuhaus is a great player. He's a, definitely a German international. Neuhaus is uh, quite okay, but Hoffman, come, uh, Hoffman, come on. He's like 28, 27. He has no future. It was like, okay, you have a, you have no match for Germany. You have a cap. So uh, be happy. Take the jersey. Hang it into your closet or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but I think, I think Germany always have one or two players and you're like, hmm, really? How? You know, um, but at least I was just going to say, at least you haven't got Gareth Southgate as your manager, but Joachim Lowe has basically been Southgate for the last couple of years, hasn't he? So, yeah, but at least he won something as a manager for Germany. But that, that's true. But over but 10 years is the... too long, isn't it? Southgate won, won something for England. He won the hearts of the nation, didn't he? <laughs> that was a long, long time ago. As a that's, a that's a trophy. That's almost as much of a trophy as Arsenal coming fourth. Well, that is now a trophy now, apparently. Top four is now a trophy. Anyway, we won't get sidetracked. We're talking about the Bundesliga. Um, so we're back after a week's break, as I said. Uh, we've got Florian back after he was on a lovely vacation, which he was just telling us all about, um, which sounded very debaucherous. But we won't get into that. Uh, so, Flo, it's nice to have you back this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed your break. Um, so, it's any, anything great new? to be back with you guys. I miss anything you new to report amongst the gang? Anyone got anything new they would like to share with us? Um, not really. Um, there is a there's a new baby. Uh, yeah, you look um, chuffed. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm the only one. Am I? Is there anyone else got a baby? Yeah, I think I've got a baby. Yeah. Oh, you got a baby. I've, I've also got a baby. Look a at day that. apart. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll so never, we'll people. never forget each other's kids' birthday there ever. So, well, mine was a thirteen. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours came first. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah but yeah, thirty hours. Very, very. Yeah, I could just say thing. congratulations to you both, Kev. <laughs> oh, thank I'm going to be waiting much. a little with the baby and then, uh, <laughs> the sleepful nights and so on. Yeah. Not being too bad for me, to be honest. We've, it's, our baby's pretty sleepy. Now, our baby sleeps and eats and drops number twos mm -hmm. constantly, but there's no pattern of that happening. Yeah. So she doesn't sleep away from the night. She doesn't say she's not awake all day. She's literally, we'll have two hours on, two hours off. So, yeah, we, we now sleep sitting up. Just yeah. to make sure that we can get up and do stuff. <laughs> I was going to wear my shades tonight, actually, but I didn't yeah. want people to think I was have hope. Uh, you so. do not want to be mixed up with him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. All right, guys, shall we get into it? Let's get into the action from game day four in the Bundesliga. And we're going to start with um, the massive, massive clash at the bottom of the table uh, between a team that can't buy a win mainly because they haven't got any money. And secondly, because they're rubbish. Schalke uh, at home to Union Berlin. Um, now, Schalke haven't won a game, I think, in 20-odd games. Uh, but they've come into form, i.e. they got a point in this game. So for them, that's like uh, a miracle. And they scored a goal, which is also a miracle. 
Um, now, I watched the first half of this game and it, was, it wasn't too bad considering it's two sides that you wouldn't necessarily um, think would be very entertaining sides to watch. Um, not too bad. I think Schalke had a couple of chances, which shows that they're kind of coming back to life under this new manager. Um, but Union had the better chances, I believe. I think Union probably should have won the game, but for some very good goalkeeping from Schalke's goalkeeper, whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, I'm hoping that you guys will help me there. It's, it's sound, it looks like Ronald, but I'm sure it's pronounced differently. Um, so what were your thoughts on this game? I'll come to you first, Gav. What were your thoughts on this clash? Yeah, I'll I, I side with you in regards to the game was a lot better than I expected it to be. For two teams that, well, I say two teams that aren't aren't doing that well. I mean, like Union Berlin haven't actually started that badly, yeah. but Schalke are toilet. And I thought it was going to go wrong for them. That Andrik shot as well from it's about twenty five yards out mm-hmm. or something. He's, yeah. he's put his foot right through it, and I thought, well, that's going top bins, and it was saved fantastically. Rono, I'll call him. Um, Flo, I, I, who, who's got the pronunciation there? Me or me or, me or Devo? Uh, Gav, you are quite a little bit closer. We spell it uh, Renault, like like Renault. the car, you know, a little. Oh, okay, Renault. It's oh, like okay. the Den- Denmark version of the car. If you spell the name. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, um, Schalke. I think they will take a lot out of this. They'll be very happy with the fact that they picked up a point, but it's still looking very scary for them. I can't see them picking up many more points if they're going to play the way that they did. I mean, like, the, 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 the Pacienza goal, if you're, when you're goalkeeping, you can't be allowing those ones in like that. At the mm. near post, you know, he's, gl- he's glanced in at the near post and conceded the ball at the near post. Not good enough. You know, that, that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And maybe that's a chance for Carriers next week or next weekend mm. to find yeah, his yeah. place or his place. I mean, Union Berlin, um, they had their new striker who they signed from Leverkusen, uh, Pialo, um, Max Kruiser, players like that. As as Gav said, they've had a good start to the season. I think they've got now five points at this stage. Um, will Union look at this and think maybe they should have come away with the three points? Will they be disappointed to come away with just a draw flow? I think uh, regarding the last three matches for Schalke, they should be disappointed because... Uh, they were quite a little bit the favourites in this match because they were looking like the more more stable team. And um, a point in Schalke is okay for them because they the only uh, focus is maintaining the Bundesliga and not going into a relegation. But uh, they would have been more in it, so it should be a little bit disappointing for the club and for the players. Okay, I don't think there's much else to say about this game, to be honest. Um, as he said, Pacienza got his first goal for the club. Um, he's not the type of player that's going to score a lot of goals. Um, but that's the kind of level that Schalke are at, unfortunately. But um, yeah, a point. They'll be happy that now that stops a run of six straight losses. Um, so as I said, they've picked up form just in time for a little fixture that they've got coming up. But we'll go into that a bit later. So let's move on to our second game of the week. And that is Cologne at home to Frankfurt. And... Gav's favourite striker does it again. <laughs> uh, yet another goal for Adrian Silva. Andre Silva, sorry. Adrian Silva's playing in Italy. What am I talking about? Andre Silva, yet another goal for him, this time from the penalty spot. Uh, this is the best start the Frankfurt's had in the Bundesliga for many, many years. And Cologne pick up their first point of the season. So it's win-win all round. Um, 
the goal there for Cologne from Duda, who some English fans may remember from uh, Disappointing mm-hmm. Loan and Norwich City last season. Um, looked a good player when he came through. I think it was at Berlin uh, that Duda came through. I may be mistaken, but uh, he looked a good player before he went to Norwich. Didn't really work out. But I think Cologne have got a decent player on their, ha- on their hands there. Um, Flo, I'll come to you regarding this point, because Cologne could have won it, Duda again with another chance, which uh, Trap turned over the bar. Excellent save. Will Cologne be happy with this point? Um, I guess in the first place, yeah. Because they also stopped the trend now. They had three losses, now it's a point. And then it's a little, a little, little bit uh, more calm in Cologne. But uh, you have to know Cologne is never calm. There's always like the tabloid press and uh, the whole media is just screaming about Cologne. And now with another loss, it would have been even worse. But the point secures them at least a little, uh, a little time to relax for at least a couple of days. But if they lose uh, next week, everything will start again. <laughs> and uh, Gav, what were your thoughts on this game? Are you happy with your mate Andre Silva? The, 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 what 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 brought on the Andre Silva uh, <laughs> penalty, which he did dispatch quite nicely? I'll give him that. Mm. Bornell, <laughs> what, what game does he think he's playing? You know, he needs to leave. He needs to leave football as a whole. You know, defensively, I don't think he's good enough. He throw he he will always throw himself into tackles unnecessarily. The, the penalty that he gave away for the challenge on Kamada. Mm-hmm. What what I don't understand what is going through his mind at any point because to be honest, Kamada wasn't really in a position to shoot straight away. He could have stood him up or something. Yes, he was twelve yards out, but he could have done. He could have defended. As simple as that. There are players that will be playing in the Dritten Bundesliga that will be able to defend better than him. So you know, if you're gonna act like that, then Cologne should be worried about finishing. 16th or lower but yeah um it was it was a good penalty i have to say that but you know i could take a good pen anyone can hit a ball from 12 yards oh my god and uh, and the anderson header though that 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 was that that was pretty smart i did like that hmm. I have to admit, every, every match, I'm, uh, I'm looking at the scoreboard from Frankfurt and hope Andre Silva scored just to have this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Honestly, both of them did. But yeah, Anderson, Anderson, uh, Anderson uh, could have won it uh, at the end. And it, it'll be it'll be quite annoyed about that. Because as I said, it was a really good header. It was quite far out, but I thought it was a quality save. Yeah. And uh, another bit of good news for Cologne is Anthony Modeste returning from a knee injury. Mm. Um, a bit of a club legend, I suppose you could say. Uh, over the years, yes, he could about be vital. Actually, great song. Again? There's actually a great song about Anthony Budest. I have to admit this as a Leverkusen fan. Because <laughs> like three, three years ago, when uh, for the only time in 25 years, Cologne finished above Leverkusen and was uh, able to uh, promote to Europa League. It was about the first time for 30 years for the club. And Modest scored 25 goals this year. Yeah. And so the mm-hmm. fans created a song. And uh, this song is so damn catchy. A German uh, folk singer took that song, brought it to Mallorca. All the drunken German uh, football fans were singing that song at Mallorca. And since then, 
every time at least at a party in Cologne, this song is uh, is coming out about Anthony Modest. <laughs> what we'll do, I think we'll, gonna sing it? We'll, we'll have to put that on our social media. We'll have to do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'll send you the link. You Please don't want me to sing it right now. <laughs> Why not? Well, I was kind of hoping you would, but... Yeah, exactly. The old <laughs> flow. Yeah, okay. I, I, I try, I try, but I need to remember the lines. Uh, it is in German, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Um, I don't think... Wer feiert ständig Schützenfest? Anthony Modest. Wer gibt Donald Trump den Rest? Anthony Modest. Wer hat... <laughs> Keine Ahnung, wer kriegt nicht mal die schwarze Pest? Anthony Modest. And it's like all the time like this. And then it turns, oh, Modest, Modest, Anthony Modest. Modest. And that's like basically the, all, all the song. They have like the, 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 the rhymes with Modest. And then that goes like five or six rhymes. And then it's Modest, Modest, Anthony Modest. Oh, it would be very easy for you to, to see, even if you don't know German. Yeah. Oh my god, that's brilliant. I, I thought I heard you say Donald Trump in the middle of that. Yeah, uh, there's one, one line which says, uh, Wer gibt Donald Trump den Rest? What basically means, uh, I don't know, who kicks Donald Trump, something like that. <laughs> How who kicks him out of the office. And We've lost, we've lost, there you go, Gav is back. That's right, my order is yeah, here. My singing was so horribly, we lost him. Yeah, you have to leave us for a sec. <laughs> okay all right let's let's move on to the next game guys uh augsburg at home to red bull leipzig uh leipzig are absolutely flying at the moment uh nagelsmann's got them uh playing some very very good football um augsburg came into this in, in good form themselves um but we're no match for leipzig to be honest um leipzig were comfortable in this game um angelino with his second goal in two games and then obviously he followed that up with two more goals in the Champions League. Um, Jesus. Just unbelievable. How do you get a left wing back with four goals in three games? Unbelievable. Um, and I then Paulson. The new team of Werner. And then uh, Yusuf Paulson comes up and scores the best goal he's ever going to score in his life. He could try that a hundred more times. He'll never, ever score that goal again. I'm, I'm uh, not going to lie. That 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 Paulson goal had had levels of Van Basten about it. Yeah, twenty five seconds yeah. after coming off the bench as well. Now that's an impact sub. Um, can Leipzig keep this up, Gav? Can Leipzig keep this kind of form? They still got players to introduce to the team. They they brought three subs on, so Solos, uh, Huang, and uh, Cliver all came off the bench. Mm. Uh, but once they start integrating these players into the squad, do you think they have enough depth? to really put together a title challenge. Definitely, definitely. The issue is, is that where teams like Dortmund, Leverkusen to a degree, um, Leipzig, where they mess up so much is that they will lose. They will normally go out and lose games like this against Augsburg, whereas Bayern will be like, no, we'll beat these, we'll beat these, we'll beat these. What we've got to play? Because Leipzig can beat Bayern. Dortmund can beat Bayern. Leverkusen could beat Bayern. Mönchengladbach could beat Bayern. All these teams could beat Bayern Munich, but they end up losing it in themselves. We'll talk about Hoffenheim in a bit, but look at Hoffenheim's uh, result against Bayern only a couple of weeks ago. And then like on week, uh, match day two, then on match day three, they, they capitulated. So Leipzig, their away form was what kept them in the position that they did last season. 
they couldn't do things at home. That was the issue. So big away win against a very rugged, astute Augsburg side. They just need to ensure that their home form matches what they're doing away from home. If they could do the stuff that they were doing away from home last season, they'll be fine. Yeah, Flo, what are your thoughts on Leipzig pushing for the, well, the title, really? Yeah, I'm absolutely with, uh, with Gav with what he said. And uh, I think the squad has the depth to be a, a title, co- a title contender, but um, it's like we had the same discussion last year. Last year around Christmas, Leipzig was uh, in a pole position in the league. They played a very good uh, first half of the season. Everyone was like, okay, I'm sure they're going to make it at least a little bit uh, interesting until the end. And what happened? In the home form, they uh, had too many draws, lost it in the second half of the league. So, I'm, um, in Germany, as uh, it's a saying, I don't know how to translate it really, but it's like, I'm w- I would like to wait until the end. You know, we say in German, we say like, don't uh, praise the day before the evening, something like this. And that's, that's it with Leipzig at the moment. I'm trying to think of a, of a, of a, of a, of a straight... Don't, don't um, count your chickens. Count, count your chickens. Yeah, something like that. But like, yeah. the, last, the last nine games, uh, the last nine home games for, for Leipzig, they only won one of those. And that's, that's what I mean. So they need to sort out their home form. And I don't know whether... Because this isn't just anything to do with lockdown and lack of fans, because this was happening before lockdown happened. You know, lot, when when they came back, yeah, it it levelled out the playing field for a lot of teams. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, they need to sort that home form out. They will go out there and punish a lot of teams. They're so fluid. They play three at the back. You know, they haven't got a striker striker. You know, they put they put Paulson there, and Olmo will be in the front three one day. And then, as you've seen already, Angelino. Um, he, he, he scored ahead of at the far post, yeah. you know, and then, but he's not just doing things like that. He was also doing things like he did at the Champions League, where he's turning man inside out and just slotting it in the bottom corner. And I'm just that thinking, goal. hold on a minute, you know, so there's goals that are going to be knocking around. And they could have had another one as well at the weekend against Augsburg because Mukiele's goal uh, shot was, was cleared off the line. The yeah. ball was yeah. over the line, but not the whole it of the ball. So, yeah, great clearance. Um, but yeah, just I, w- I just want to touch on that Champions League performance. Oh, before um, you do, actually, Devo, what do you think? Do you think that they can win the league this year? No, no. Um, okay. <laughs> the, 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 the reason, the reason being, as you've said, that they tend to go through a little period where uh, the performances just aren't there. Um, maybe a bit more experience will bring that around, and that they'll be able to put that right this year. But the form that Bayern are in. And the fact that to win this league, you have to be better than buying week in, week out. Mm. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's one thing, as you said, playing well against Bayern and maybe picking up points against Bayern. But can you do this against the Augsburgs and, you know, Frankfurt and these guys? Can you pick up three points every time when, even when you're not playing well, can you still get those points? So I think uh, Leipzig, especially with being in the Champions League, that's going to bring on a whole other level of pressure as well. Because once you get deeper into all these competitions, your squad starts to get stretched. Injuries start mm-hmm. piling up. I don't think they have enough to, to stay, the, stay the course. Um, one quick word on Augsburg as well before we move on and just speak about Leipzig in the Champions League. Uh, it's good to see Heiko Herlich uh, back 
um, after being hospitalized a couple of weeks ago. Uh, good to see him back in the dugout. Um, not the best result for him, um, but I'm sure Augsburg will get uh, a fair few good results throughout the season. They look like a good side this season, uh, so I wouldn't be too worried for them. Um, on to Leipzig quickly in the Champions League and that goal by Angelino. Um, I saw Nagelsmann say it was almost world-class. I think he's doing it a disservice. For me, that's a world-class goal. If Messi scored that, yeah. If Messi scored that, we'd all be talking about it for weeks. Oh, yeah, I want it at the end of it. Mm. Um, but that's, that's a typical Nagelsmann. You know, he wants to uh, <clears throat> to push his players above their limits. So he wouldn't say it's a world-class goal that uh, Angelino was maybe satisfied or something like that. He would always say, okay, it was great, but there's a, a little tiny spot uh, where you can get better. Where, like, I don't know, the first touch was centimeter too far away from your left foot or something like that <laughs> because he's such a perfectionist you know yeah. Yeah. Like, do you reckon do you reckon he's like the next world-class manager can he go to um you know barcelona real madrid city juve win win a champions league can he do that Abs- Is he- Abs- absolutely. absolutely from my point of view he's uh, already a world-class manager but underestimated because of his age Mm. And uh, I believe, or I strongly believe, that uh, when Flick ends his time at Munich, maybe in a couple of years, Nagelsmann will be the one to replace him. I really hope. Sooner or later, he will. He will. He, he bought a house. He bought a house in in Bavaria, didn't he? And everyone thought that's where he was moving to. Uh, yeah, really he's, he's from there. He played in the youth mm. uh, for uh, eighteen hundred uh, for other Munich club for yeah. sixty mm. Munich. I've seen Sextig. Yeah. I really hope he doesn't. For it's just, I I just think it would be nice to see him go elsewhere and you know really just tear up another league rather than just go to Bayern where it's already success is there. You know. Yeah, but it's like I, I believe you don't really have the problem in England because you have so many top clubs. You have like Liverpool, Man United, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham. Yeah. Or maybe not Tottenham for for the maybe not Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, if you put Germany, success, it's not Tottenham. You have yeah. you have just Bayern. And no one likes Bayern, but when it comes to the point that Bayern wants you, ninety-five percent of the players or coaches are going to Bayern Munich because that's the most likely chance to become German champion and uh, to uh, to fight for a Champions League trophy and not to leave Germany. You know, you have a good life down there in Munich. It's a, a beautiful city. It's a nice Great city, man. Around it's a nice city. Lots of wages for the players. So it's nearly every player coach. Yeah. yeah, I went. I went to a nightclub there called YOLO. And we're like, <laughs> how, how sick is that? <laughs> I went. I, I went to a, to a nightclub there where the vodka was actually uh, cheaper or had a better price than the beer. I was buying a beer for four euros, and you know, usually in Munich you get like half the liter of the pints with uh, with the Helles beer for I don't know, I don't know two fifty three euros. And there I got like a little bottle of San Miguel. I thought, what, what the fuck, what's this? And they offered me a bottle of vodka, I believe Russian standard or something like this, for 50 euros. And it was after Leverkusen uh, won, in Leip- uh, won in Munich last uh, autumn, or last winter. So me and my boss, we've been to the club and we said, okay, fuck it, we get uh, our winning fee, so let's just spend it tonight. <laughs> we win uh, in Munich. <laughs> And that's what you get for working at a football club. (laughs) (laughs) You took the name literally, like YOLO. Yeah, why not? Yeah, man. (laughs) Love it. 
All right, let's move on to our next game, uh, fellas. It's Glasbach versus Wolfsburg. Um, caught a little bit of this game. Um, not much happened while I was watching it, to be honest. Uh, so I turned it over. Um, and it all seemed to kick off towards the end of the game. Um, a 1 1 draw, uh, Hoffman penalty. Um, terrible penalty that was given away by Lacroix. Um, needlessly, really. It was all under control. He had to do is put a little bit of base on the pass of the keeper and it sorted out. Under hit the pass, and Turam made sure he got that penalty by running straight into the goalkeeper. <laughs> Didn't really Small. have any choice. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything else that the goalkeeper could have done, uh, to be honest. It was a penalty, but Turam made sure that that was the case. And it was put away by Hoffman. And then uh, not too long after that, the guy who we spoke about in the last show, uh, Veghorst, uh, scored with a half chance, really. Uh, ball came through to him in the box, swiveled. Banged it bottom corner. Great finish. And the, the points are shared. Um, who would be the happier with this point, uh, Flo? Wolfsburg or Mönchengladbach? Poor, that's a tough question because I think both uh, are quite unhappy with this point. Because Wolfsburg had like four games, four draws. Gladbach had higher expectations before the season. Like five points in four games is not enough. Exactly like it is in Leverkusen. So both needed a win. Now it's a draw. No one left happy, maybe except uh, one of the security guys, because there's a fun fact I wanted to tell you. Lilia, uh, Marcus Turam forget his ID card, and the security guy didn't want him to enter the stadium, so he Googled his name and <laughs> shot it to him <laughs> on a smartphone. And this is why we have a German guy on the show, you know, like, because we wouldn't know about this sort no of stuff. No one would know. That's <laughs> <laughs> so a literal. Oh, do you know who I am? Knowledge. Knowledge. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. What? So, as you said, Wolfsburg, without a win this season, they've drawn every single game. I think they've only scored two goals in that time. Um, worrying. If I was a Wolfsburg fan, I'd think, what, what's going on? Um, Gav, do you, do you think this is just a slight flip? Do you think that they're coming, they will come into form sooner or later? Or do you think that they're just not really. Uh, a cohesive unit at the moment. I think Wolfsburg are a decent side, to be honest. Um, I do like Veghorst. I really do. And when he was linked with Spurs, I was a bit wound up um, because I think he is a starting striker. Shouldn't be someone who's bench warming or, you know, as a backup striker to someone else. But I don't think they have enough belief in the side. Um, I think that point is actually more beneficial to Wolfsburg. Fans, no fans, partial fans, whatever. It's, a tough task to go to Mönchengladbach and get something out of the game. So for them to get a point, I know how the game sort of like panned out and stuff, but I think they will be the happier. And to be fair, you know, 12 minutes to go from time and you're 1-0 down has to be done. But I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned the Croix as well for, for, um, for, for Wolfsburg as well, because he completely sold his keeper down river. Yeah, yeah, it it was you. You can't you can't do that. And the fact is that once once he once he under hit that pass, he sort of stood around and almost like looked at his keeper like, "You're not gonna come, you're not gonna come for that, mate." Yeah. It's like, whoa, yeah. mate. So yeah, um, yeah, smart smart moves. Um, Max Arnold almost bagged as well. Max Arnold had had a really good strike and it was a really good save. I like but, it. But yeah, um, I think um, Max Arnold. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, he's been, he's been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm surprised he's still there. Around. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, Wolfsburg, you know, they, they can look at it positively in a way to say, look, 
we're four games in and we're unbeaten. You know, one of only three unbeaten teams left in in the Bundesliga. But they do need to find that little bit extra to, you know, get in front early and grind a game out. I think that's where they're that's, that's where they're letting themselves down. They haven't got that grit. They they need to start scoring goals. You can't win games without scoring goals. They've only got two goals this season. Yeah, that, that's what described Wolfsburg because they're very tough to, tough team to beat, as you see uh, regarding the four draws, but they don't score any goals. So if you only have Wickers in the offensive and he's not a 25-goal-a-year player, he's like a 15-goal, 15-to-20-goal-a-year player, you can't just rely on him. I believe last year they had uh, 40 goals or 44 goals throughout the whole season, what's uh, simply not enough. And they missed uh, signing another high-quality offensive player. For their squad, so they have quite decent defense, but uh, they lack their offense, and maybe they are able to to buy some new players during the winter break. Mm. Okay, so Mönchengladbach. Last this time last season, they were flying. They were absolutely flying at the beginning of last season. So, what's what's going on there? What they seem to be struggling this season. They haven't really hit any form whatsoever. Uh, what's going on? Well, the first the first couple of games, I didn't have player and Turam. So that is always going to make a difference, you know. Two of the two of the best strikers in, uh, well, probably the best partnership um, in in the Bundesliga. Because not many teams do play with two up top. Oh, see what I did, <laughs> but um, but no, it's <laughs> but no, it, it is true. You know, they they haven't really got. There's not many teams that do that, and the fact that they go out there four four two, nice, compact, you know energy in the park as well so they i think i think that i think they're a very good side once again it's another team that just needs a little bit of belief they started flying last season they hit a bit of bad form and they panicked and i, I worry about lack of leadership because in terms of personnel they've got very good players but it, there is their leadership which is which i think lacks slightly okay Okay, but I, I believe they have some quite good leaders on the pitch, like uh, Kramer, Stindl. They're widely accepted throughout the team. Um, Zoma from from behind in a, in a goal so is a good leader or good, uh, very good keeper, one of the best in Germany from my point of view. Yeah, I believe they would just much cohesion though. I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's enough gelling going on when, 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 when they are oh, losing. Yeah. If they're losing, if they're losing a game. They, 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 they don't really nice. know. Yeah, nice. maybe, maybe, maybe that. Yeah, they probably need like Granite Shaka back. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to give him away, yeah? <laughs> no, I actually want to keep him. But <laughs> I, I don't think, yeah, considering the options we have, it'll be silly to. But let's not get into Arsenal because we'll be here all day talking about Ozil and whatever else. Uh, so let's move on to Hoffenheim versus Dortmund. Now, Hoffenheim tend to be. Dortmund's bogey team. Um, I don't think Dortmund had beaten them there since 2013 um, until now. Um, unfortunately, Hoffenheim, in the lead up to this, everyone was talking about Kramerich and him being in so much form. But unfortunately, due to COVID, he, he couldn't play in this game. I think they were missing three players in total due to COVID restrictions. Um, Hoffenheim still had their chances to win it. They had some very good chances. Uh, the first one dropping to, I think it's Gavinovich. I think that's his name. I might have got that's that wrong. Sitter, isn't it? Yeah, he missed the first. It was to be fair, he was stretching, and it just got his toe to it. Just put it wide. Ah, Should have done better, but he was stretching. Target. 
He was stretching. And on that point, Marvin hits the Dortmund goalkeeper. I've noticed that's a bit of a trait of his. He anticipates things too much, uh, which will come to the Champions League later, but he did it in that game as well. He did it with this first chance for Hoffenheim where he assumed he wasn't going to get a touch and made the move to try and cut out the cross. But once he did get the touch, he was in no man's land. Um, and I always thought Berkey wasn't a very good goalkeeper. So hits being even worse just doesn't bode well for them. Um, Borussia Dortmund, they huffed and puffed. They didn't really look too good until the substitutions were made where they took off Sancho and Brandt and brought on Haaland and Royce. And then a few minutes later, they combined to make it 1-0. Again, unselfish play from Haaland to set up the captain, Marco Royce, and the three points in the bag. Um, what did you think of the performance, first of all, from Dortmund, uh, Flo? <clears throat> I think it was um, quite quite an equal game. So it wasn't a bad performance from both the teams. And it's uh, it's great for Dortmund that they have such, such a depth in their team. Because what made the difference was the, was the bench, and uh, I believe the bench from Dortmund made made a very good performance with Haaland and uh, and Royce, and Royce scoring his first goal since a year or something like that or nine months, mm. so it was a very important goal for him, and this uh, can be a factor throughout the next couple of weeks, that they can change their players without without losing uh, much quality. Yeah, uh, on Marco Royce, Gav, do you think there's a player in world football with? Uh, how do I put this? A better mentality. Um, then, oh, he's gone. He didn't like that no, question. No, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think there's a, a player in world football with a better mentality than Marco Royce? I don't know the, how the injuries bounce back so yeah. easy. Like, he, every time he comes back, he is back. And I don't yeah. understand how he does it because he's been admitted from World Cup squads, Euro squads. He's been out injured with some like some serious injuries, some ACLs and, you know, like, like muscle injuries that, you know, like the niggly ones that you think, oh, I've just pulled that. I'll be out for a week and he's out for six months with it. Yeah. But, every, but he finds a way of coming back and performing. I don't, uh, no is the answer of that question. I don't think there is anyone with that, with that heart and desire. I remember when he missed out on the Euros, um, Euro squad and the World Cup squad. And I was like, what Jeremy playing at? You yeah, know, yeah. because he is a talent, man. He really is. And I, I was really, I was really happy for him to get that goal. And not just that, we, we spoke on, on the, on episode three about Haaland and his, the, the maturity on such young shoulders is on a hat trick. And instead of putting it in the back of that, he squares it to help his mate out. This is the angle where you expect Haaland just to put his foot through it. And just literally, all you're waiting is for the box net to be up in the air and land back on the ground. And he squares it. And I just think, you know, you, you already know the level of respect that is required by everyone here at Dortmund for Royce and you know he was in the right place for it you know both of them could have could have started at home but no really really impressed really impressed yeah and just just a word on Jaden Sancho Flo I'm going to come to you just because ever since the whole transfer saga with Man United he hasn't really hit the form that he was hitting beforehand is there much whispers or, or, or talk of Sancho being unhappy and therefore not performing at Dortmund 
at the moment, not really. It's uh, it's quite calm in Germany or in the German media about Sancho. Maybe because uh, Dortmund is quite in form with uh, three wins out of four games. But uh, I'm also pretty sure that Sancho will perform again. Yeah. So well, they've got many, maybe in many a couple of weeks players. he will have had know, three goals, two assists, and we say, <laughs> okay, that's that's the old one. But I would love to uh, <coughs> to see another scandal with him in the, in the English national team. That's what we were talking <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I like to say it's always funny watching the English national team because you have like always trouble with your squad. Yeah, always some can. players inviting girls to the team hotel. Someone's <laughs> yeah. having a fight in Greece. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah, having parties. Sancho came all the way over from Germany for a house party and then didn't think there was yeah. going to be more than six people there. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. You're better than that, son. <laughs> Don't be silly. Um, a, w- a word on Hoffenheim. Um, I don't think on the on the grand scheme of things how the game played out that they necessarily deserve to lose but they, they missed Kramerich massively they missed that cutting edge up front um, if he is in in some sort of COVID protocol where he has to miss uh, another game um, would you be worried for Hoffenheim considering the start they made and how they were going so well I know they they, uh, they lost the last game as well it's in now two on the bounce. Um, would you be worried if, if Kramerich isn't there? Do Hoffenheim look like the same side? For the single game, maybe yes, but uh, not for the whole season. So as long as he isn't badly injured and he'll be back soon, he will uh, make the difference again in other games. I just want to go, uh, I just wanted to look at uh, a couple of fixtures that Hoffenheim have got. I mean, like the next the next three. Or, you know, I'd expect to get at least 10 points out of these. You know, got um, Bremen at the weekend. They've got Union Berlin at home um, on um, the, the Monday after and they move the game because of, um, because of their exploits in Europe. They then got Wolfsburg away. Will Wolfsburg find their form by then? And then they've got Stuttgart, Stuttgart at home. So that's going to be a draw. It's going to be um, a nil-nil or a 1-1 draw. You heard it here first on... <laughs> On, on on the Bundesliga show, um, and then and then they've got Mainz away, so they've they've got a very favourable run of fixtures. So I think Hoffenheim will be fine. Yeah. Okay, and we're going to move on to the next game now, and that game is Freiburg at home to Bremen. Uh, a one-one draw there for Freiburg uh, and Bremen. Um, a goal from Lionheart, who was in my dream team. Uh, but was on my bench. So um, that's fun. Um, and another goal for Fulkrug from the penalty spot. So that's now four goals for him this season. Um, not much to talk about in this one, to be honest. There wasn't much going on. Um, you know, a bit of a sloppy goal for Bremen to concede. The first one uh, from a set piece, Leinhardt steering the ball past the goalkeeper, the ex-Real Madrid player, um, Austrian international. Um, Freiburg generally have good home form, as I keep saying. Um, they would feel that they probably should have won this one. Um, I'm trying to remember the penalty incident. Can anyone remember how they gave away the yeah. penalty? Um, yeah, bit and court. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Again, trying to play out from the back. My boy, my, my boy bit and court, um, got, yeah. got felled by Huffler. Um, and yeah, full crow, it wasn't the greatest pen, but he started at home. But Leinhardt, I'll tell you what, right? I think that finish was actually quite good considering. 
how quickly the ball came to him because he weren't expecting to be doing that. That was Hula's shot and it was awful. He's absolutely scuffed it and it just landed at the feet of Leinhardt who reacted so quickly to a slight height. I thought it was, I thought it was quite impressive for, mm. for, for how it happened. But this this game was was really hard to watch. <laughs> but maybe yeah, maybe this goal was the only opportunity for Leinhardt to score a goal like this because it was his yes. first goal in like 65 Bundesliga appearances or something like that. Yeah. He had to wait a very really long time. Yeah. Re- really hard watch. Well, I haven't got anything more to say on this game. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just skate past this one on to the next one, which uh, Flo would have had a massive interest in because Leverkusen got their first win of the season. Woo! Hey, desperately needed. But it was also a very hard game to watch, I can tell you. <laughs> so we don't need to talk a lot about this game because Mainz was trying to, to avoid uh, any mistakes during the game, wanted to have... Uh, a good defense. Leverkusen wasn't really able to create many chances. They were lucky with the goal from uh, Alario after the corner, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the only thing that matters for Leverkusen are the three points now. Very unlucky for mine because they are the only team in the Bundesliga at the moment which hasn't secured any points so far in the first four games. Yeah. But uh, at least I don't really care for them. And you're unbeaten. <laughs> they can win well, next week. You're you're one you are um, one of the three teams that are unbeaten. It's you, um, Wolfsburg, and Leipzig. Yeah, yeah, but it's like what what do you prefer? Do you prefer to have uh, many draws and be, uh, are being unbeaten or tough to beat, or would you like to have uh, more wins and losses? Because I would have preferred to I don't know have at least lost one of the uh, three draws and uh, secure another win would have been a point more for us, for example. I'm not a fan of draws. I've seen seen draws way too often. You know, I'll follow Palermo. You know, we're having a terrible start to the Serie C season. We haven't won a game yet, but, you know, um, know, it's it's a long process. Yeah, yeah, we got got promoted to Serie C because we got kicked out of the league for financial irregularities. But, um, But, yeah, it's, you know, I'm so used to supporting teams that draw all the time. So if I was Leverkusen, if I was Leverkusen fan right now, I'd be like, meh. This is like, you should become Wolfsburg fan, maybe. Yeah, I might as well. Good. I'll tell you what, I, I might actually do that. You know, I do love the Wolfsburg kit, to be fair. But um, yeah. yeah, that was that was that was very lucky that goal, wasn't it? Um, because the goalkeeper, I, I felt, I feel like the goalkeeper was trying to be too smart with the save initially. He tried to do some mad. Um, you know, Gordon Banks scoop it out. Yeah, he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to do that. It, it, from from the for the for the pace of the header and the position between the sticks, he could have probably just shuffled across and, and caught it. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's tried to be too cute. Um, it squirmed underneath him. It's rolled over the line, and he's tried to be clever and like make out like it never happened. But hey, look, there's a thing called goal on technology, pal. So you know, it's um, yeah, that was yeah, equally on par for me is that is that Freiburg Bremen game. Yeah, uh, just a quick word on Mainz because we're talking about teams that are getting loads of draws. Mainz would love a draw, as you said, they've got no points this season. Um, not looking very good for them at all. Um, the new manager had a bit of a bit of a Barney with some fans after the game, a bit of a clash with a few fans 
after the game. It's, it's, it's all very ugly. We were just telling us before about the situation with them going on strike. Is there any hope for Mites throughout the rest of the season? Because it's looking pretty, pretty dark. I think there is, because normally the individual quality of the players is good enough to stay in the Bundesliga. You know, you have like Mateta at front, Quaison in front, who uh, are also quite a good uh, two up top. Hey! hey. <laughs> and uh, with speed on the wings, you have, you have some quite decent Bundesliga players, but uh, they need to, to sort out the problems inside the team. And uh, or between the team and uh, and and the lead, and then maybe they they can still stay in the Bundesliga. I mean, we have only played four matches. Yeah, you have like uh, Cologne, Schalke down there. Maybe Bielefeld will uh, start losing soon all their matches, and so it's not that far away for them. Well, that's a brilliant segue because that's who we're talking about next is Armenia Bielefeld, and they took on the mighty Bayern Munich. And there was only ever going to be one result, really, uh, the former Bayern Munich Korean. Bellefeld did give a good account of themselves. Um, they, they gave it a go. Uh, but when you're coming up against the best player in the world at the moment, in Robert Lewandowski, and his running mate, Thomas Muller, there's not much you can do. Those two, again, just destroyed Bellefeld. Mm. Lewandowski with two goals and two assists on the day. Muller with two, two goals and an assist as well. <laughs> it's not really fair, is it? <laughs> Have you seen the, the the Twitter conversation from the both of them? No, no. go. Uh, oh, I'll no, tell you, should we hand that down and it's, put that it's on social? Oh, it was I'm like the, I don't the, know. The between them two, man. <laughs> Müller called uh, Lewandowski Lewandowski, and uh, Lewandowski was like repeating this, and Müller corrected this in uh, Mull for Golski because they both scored two goals. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Thomas Muller has character. such a like bad him. sense of humor. He's, he's, he's a, a typical farmer from Bavaria. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, he's so, it, honestly, he's, he's so ghetto, man. I actually love, I love Thomas Muller. Mm. But I'll tell you what, right? I have this um, argument, in, in, in internal argument um, amongst two up top, uh, mainly with Alex Osborne. Yes, I called you out, mate. Um, <laughs> about Lewandowski, he bangs on about him being a stat padder. Um, and it's not all that. If, if you put Harry Kane in that position instead of Lewandowski at Bayern Munich, he would score more goals and get more assists and that sort of stuff. I'm like, I don't think you watch enough Bundesliga football um, to be talking ill of of Robert Lewandowski. And the fact that I saw him lobbing two assists as well, I'm just sitting there going, hmm. you know, vindication yeah. there, my, man. My, like, my, especially the cross for the for the fourth goal. Yeah. Just running down the wing, crossing balls in like that. Lewandowski isn't about that. He's a striker. Yeah. Like I don't understand what he's trying to say. Harry Kane is a complete forward, and he is a complete forward. He could do both jobs. Lewandowski is out there to do a job, and he does it very well and better than anyone else on the planet. Yeah, but I think, I think this stat padding for a striker is ridiculous because as a striker, you score goals. It doesn't matter who's in front of you. You score goals. Lewandowski scored goals against everyone he plays against. That's why he scored in every game, basically, in the Champions League. Harry Kane scores against everyone he plays against. That's why he's got something like 25 goals in 28 games in the Champions League. These guys are just world-class strikers. They're not, they, they score goals against little teams. Yes, that's what good strikers should do. If you're not scoring goals against those little teams, you're not going to be in the conversation for the best strikers in the world, are you? Mm. But in the big games, they also score goals. 
Mm. Uh, I think I think it's a bit it's, it's a reach, a massive reach to say Lewandowski is a stat padder. That mm. doesn't make any sense. Um, but a quick word on Bielefeld. Um, Rizzo Doan, a Japanese international, uh, scored for them. A neat goal. He looks a good player on loan from PSV. Um, what would they take from this game? Uh, I mean, no one's expecting them to get anything from this game. They got turned over, um, but they gave it a good go. They didn't. They didn't try to. They didn't look intimidated at all by Bayern. What can they take from this game moving forward? I think they can take. Again. Oh, go on, Flo. Go on. No, you go. No, you go on. Oh, thanks, babe. Um, no, so I, I think that they should just write this game off. You know, they they don't have to worry about this game. Not there's hardly anyone, if anyone, that plays in the style that that Bayern uh, that that Bayern Munich do. So they need to just worry about how they can beat the teams around them. If they will beat a majority of the teams that are going to be knocking around them towards the end, like how you'd expect the league to look at the end of the season. And by doing that, that will leave them in 11th, maybe even 10th. So, you know, learn, learn how to defend against these sort of teams, but don't make it your be all and end all because you don't really come across a Bayern every week. But I think they can uh, take at least a couple of minutes from the second half because uh, before and especially after the, their goal, they played very good against Bayern Munich. They forced them for, to the red card, for example, which uh, should have been uh, Martinez, who should have been sent off for that awful pass oh, against the <laughs> oh, I love but, having Martinez uh, as well. I can't really let me down like that. <laughs> they, they had a shot at the crossbar, so they, they played uh, quite well. They didn't want to lose uh, like Schalke lost a yeah. couple of weeks ago. They wanted to keep their face and they kept it. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to our last game of the day. Hertha Berlin at home to Stuttgart. Uh, Stuttgart running out 2-0 winners. Uh, no goal for Kalacic, who should have scored. He missed an absolute sitter. Um, but goals How from Kemp and that? Gonzalo Castro, uh, who's been around for absolutely donkey's years. Gonzalo Castro, um, ex Leverkusen, if I'm no, not It's Leverkusen, yeah. yeah. I had him. On, I had him on my um, FM 2007 because that's yeah, when he's been around for a long, long time. That's that's yeah, when uh, um, Adonkor was there and um, oh, yeah. um, uh, Simon Rolfs, absolute yeah. legend. Yeah. Fun fact about uh, Castro: I'm friends with his dad, actually. <laughs> no <laughs> his, way. Uh, his par- his get, parents uh, get Castro on the show. Yeah, yeah it's going to be quite difficult when he's in uh, Stuttgart. I can ask for it. Yeah, his parents are living right next to the parents from my girlfriend, and okay. uh, I had all I had many years, couple of good times at barbecues with his uh, family. And Castro last year on PS Eve, he was celebrating with at his parents' house. We were celebrating at my girlfriend's parents' house, and at uh, nine o'clock. Gonzalo Castro was quite a shy guy. I haven't talked to him very much words. Just like, hello, how are you? Okay, that's it. But on New Year's Eve, I had a couple of uh, beers and uh, Jameson <laughs> in two. And I, I just hugged him like with a, with a big hug, like, Happy New Year. And he was like, okay, and uh, I can do it. <laughs> he was like, oh, you're the, guy from the, you're the guy from the podcast, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, seriously, get him, get him to come on. Um, but yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, but seriously, get him on. Get him on. No, um, uh, he scored a great goal. He did score a great goal. Um, won the ball back twice himself <laughs> and then decided, you know what, I'm just going to have to go. Uh, a great finish. Uh, Stuttgart going very well, very well since they've come up. Looked like a very dangerous side. Um, not many teams will want to play against them. And Hertha Berlin, I, I, I bigged them up in the first episode. I said, you know, I thought they're going to have a really good season. Ever since then, they've not looked very good at all. <laughs> so what do I know? Um, yeah, so, so they've been a lot again at home. Not very good for Berlin. But uh, let's talk about Stuttgart. What can they, can they keep this up? Can they, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, be looking at the Europa League places maybe? Uh, Flo, what kind of, what do you think is the ceiling for Stuttgart this season? I think they can uh, have a spot like between 8 and 10, something like that, because they have a tensive squad, a gifted squad, no doubt about that. But um, they're still very young, maybe a little touch too young. They're not During the year, they will have like a roller coaster. They will have some, uh, some deeps, uh, some ups, some downs. And I believe they won't have anything to do with the regation but they won't be a serious contender for Europa League because they're simply too young. Maybe next year or in two years, when they develop a little more, they will be, but uh, this year would be too early. And it wouldn't be good for Stuttgart talking about Europa League because that's exactly what they did three years ago. They relegated, they promoted, they had uh, a great second half of the league, finished seventh, signed some good players, said, okay, now we are targeting Europe. What happened? Relegation again. So I believe for them, it would be good, as we say it in German, to bake uh, small rolls or small breads. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a German saying. I <laughs> <laughs> um, love, love German analogy, man. Um, <laughs> Look, they are doing their inner Chef United at the moment. There's no superstars, super superstars there, but they're just going out there quietly, like getting their business done and they're going underneath the radar. I think you're right, though, boys. I, I don't think they should be talking about Europa League and stuff, but I, what, why can't they qualify for it? Because sneak they, in there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, you know, Freiburg missed out just, you know, last year. Hoffenheim snuck in in the last two weeks of the season. Like, why can't why can't a team like Stuttgart do it? But Hertha Berlin need to sort their defence out as well. Too static on on both on, on, on both on both situations because yeah, Castro's goal was from long way long range, but there was no closing down. There was no closing down. And the Kemp header, you know, they're all looking around each other before the ball even reached Kemp's head. So how can how can you actually do that? You know, work with each other. And I said it, it's since Boyata got club captain that things went wrong. Don't trust Boyata at all, mate. <laughs> okay, guys. So that's it for those games. We're going to have a quick look at the table. I'm going to get rid of all of our pretty faces there and have a look at the table. Um, Leipzig sit top of the table with 10 points, a point above Bayern and Dortmund. Um, a great start to the season for them. Um, if we move down the table, Frankfurt, as we said, one of the best starts they've had for a long, long time. They sit in fourth. Stuttgart, as we were just saying, in fifth above Augsburg and Bremen. No one would have thought to see Bremen that high up the table. Um well, especially I wouldn't have. I thought they would have very much struggled this season. Uh, pretty much some of the teams that you find on the net are what you would expect uh, until we get down to the end and we look at the bottom three. Um, it's pretty desperate for Cologne 
Schalke when you look at that goal difference especially and Mainz who are rock bottom without a win um, and a minus 10 goal difference. Now going forward to the next week's fixtures so we're looking at game week five uh, we're looking at the first game on Friday it's Stuttgart at home to Cologne which you can catch on BT Sports. Uh, I fear for Cologne in that one uh, I think Stuttgart will really do a number on them. Um, on to Saturday's fixtures, you've got Bayern at home to Frankfurt. Um, should be a tasty one. Uh, Frankfurt have had Bayern's number in recent years. Mm. Can they do it again? I doubt it. Uh, Leipzig at home to Berlin. Union Berlin at home to Freiburg. Mainz at home to Mönchengladbach. I very much doubt that'll be the first points on the board for Mainz in that one. And <laughs> on to the Saturday evening, the big one. Biggest game of the weekend, Dortmund at home to Schalke. The Rivera Derby. Um, mm. Really, you'd think on a normal day that Dortmund would absolutely run roughshod over Schalke, but it's a derby. Um, there has been some classics over the years. I remember one not too long ago with Dortmund 4-0 up uh, and Schalke coming back to draw 4-4. And I think Schalke's assistant manager scored the equaliser on that day. Now the uh, last-minute goal. Um, on to Sunday, we have Wolfsburg at home to Bielefeld. Bremen at home to Hoffenheim. And then on Monday evening, you have Flo's Leverkusen at home to Augsburg. And guys, what are your thoughts? We'll just have a quick word on the Rivera derby. How do you see that one playing out, guys? I, I, like the, I, I like that game. I like that game. I mean, like, if you've got to think, because it's only, you know, not too long ago, within the last, well, since the last decade, that these were the second and best, uh, second and third best teams in Germany as well. You know, there's, there's always been bite in this game. They hate each other. But Schalke are so dead. It's <laughs> unreal. Honestly, if if, Bayern, if Dortmund are able just to, to come out the blocks early, get in their faces in the first couple of minutes, don't have to go too defensive. You don't need Delaney, Witzel and Chan in there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it could be... You know, you could you could you could play four at the back against these lot and have a have a great time and just look at how many goals we're going to score rather than are we going to win? Now, there's been strange, strange things happen in these fixtures before, but Flo, do Schalke have any chance, even a five percent chance of any anything, even a draw? Well, the derby, as you said, there's always a, a tiny chance for the for the worst club or. or the bad club but um, I think there's a big chance this year because maybe there would have been a chance Schalke would have a decent offense but they don't have Dortmund's defense is uh, yeah quite wasted at the moment if you look at the match against Lazio Roma yesterday when they played with uh, Delaney and Piszczek next to Hummel so they have actually have no defenders but Schalke's offense is still not good enough to challenge mid midfield players in, in their defense like Pacienza I don't know it's not enough. So the question is not uh, if Schalke loses. The question rather is how high they lose against Dortmund. Mm. And that's a good point uh, when you mentioned Lazio and the result. Dortmund losing 3-1 in that game. That could be added fuel for them to want to really put a number uh, a number of goals in against Schalke to, to kind of just please the fans because that, that wasn't the kind of performance that uh, Dortmund fans would have liked. Uh, in the Champions League. Um, so let's just get a quick score prediction from both of you guys. I just want to 
see how what do you think the result will be i'll come to you flo um just give me a, a result for this game dortmund versus schalke i would say it's a 4-1 for dortmund you think schalke will score that's almost like a victory yeah <laughs> yeah maybe but uh, it's like yeah, two goals in two games i believe they can make like the, the last the last goal in 88 minutes i don't know all the dortmund defenders are tired and uh after a corner ball or something like this yeah. <laughs> i can make a goal <laughs> or maybe a penalty with help from the var i don't know <laughs> and uh Gap? Yeah, I'm the same with Flo in terms of where Schalke will get their goal. I, I was in my head, I was thinking it's going to be like a late one when it's already five or six. But I'm I'm going to go with five, five one to to Dortmund. Yes, I think five nil. I think it'd be five zero. I can't see Schalke even. I hardly see him getting out of half to be honest. What what, what should be what should be a two 0 win to Schalke? Yeah, they turn their team wrong around and then they get into the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll say here like, okay, we have to quit. We, we don't yeah. want nothing. Crazy things have happened. I'm not sure what the score is now, but Schal- um, Shakhtar were three 0 up at home away to Real Madrid. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, oh, it finished three two. Uh, but uh, Real Madrid scored a three three, and uh, VAR denied it. Oh. There you go. Strange things do happen in football. Well, that's it, guys. That's all we've got time for this week. So thank you uh, for joining us. And thank you, Flo, for, for coming back and making this a, a trio once again. Because as much as I love Gav, we missed you. We'll just say that. We did. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> mad, mad, mad love out there. For I love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so I've got to get back to dad duties, as I'm sure Gav has. Same well. as. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be back next week with another round of Die Bundesliga show. Uh, so it's Alvida Zane from us. Tschüssi.